Hey everyone, it's Christy here. And Xander Brothel. And Charlie Saunders. And yeah, we're the hosts of the Revenue Growth Architects podcast. You longtime listeners probably know all three of us, and we just want to spend a, send a special note to you all about our new format. So for those of you who have listened, you've been with us from the forward thinking days all the way now to Revenue Growth Architects. And in the past, we've had special guests and more long form content. And now we're bringing you a new format where all three of us, me, Xander, and Charlie, will tackle some top questions on how to, you know, tackle them for revenue growth architecture problems. So anything from do I have an account funnel and not a lead funnel or what's the best way to handle my analytics for my CMO? Anything can be on the table and we'll break it down on the best way to do it and some of those it depends scenarios and then have some fun in between, right? Right, Xander? Right, Charlie? We're going to make it as fun as possible. I think that it's great because we're going to have all three of us and it will be, you know, that much more opportunity for unique voices, different points of view, um, but most importantly, some really great experience that we're bringing to the podcast. And we will have incorporate more than just us three in different ways, right? So if people have questions, um, you can always email questions to rga at cs2marketing.com. You can even email a voice note and we might even play it on the podcast and then tackle that question. We'll probably have the occasional guest joining us three too, guests from from CS2 and and potentially outside. Um, So it's a flexible format that we're looking forward to, but kind of the core theme will always be us three tackling the, the biggest problem in this in this space and there's a lot of problems to tackle so <laughs> we're not going to run out of content <laughs> yeah we're almost at 200 episodes and yeah we probably have 200 more episodes to go or more before we run out of those uh, issues to tackle so we hope you keep joining us uh, week by week and we actually think it'll be even better than before so keep listening and we hope you like it as much as we're selling to accounts, we're selling to people. And so you yeah. need to make sure yeah. that Try whatever... emailing info at companyname.com and see what happens, right? You can't just like contact yeah. a company. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Revenue Growth Architects podcast by CS2. I am one of your co-hosts, Xander Brothel, and joining me as always is Charlie and Chrissy Saunders. Today, we are going to be diving into a very hot topic and a hot question that we are getting, especially how we approach tracking funnels. And that is, why should I be tracking a person-level funnel when the market is so hot on ABM? Charlie kick us off. First of all, let's just do a quick level set on the two funnels and why we think so passionately about still tracking that person level funnel. Yeah, maybe it's worth yeah explaining the two different funnels and maybe the purpose of them just so everyone knows exactly what we're talking about. So when we think of a person funnel, it's really how we're engaging with you know people. That's why it's called the person funnel, obviously, through the buying stages, right? And that's slightly different to how you might be engaging a company and so a collective group of people or different business units as a company or, or in general, like the ABM practice and engaging that, that account through the different buying stages. So often when people are moving towards ABM, they think, well, 
all I care about is where this account is in the buying stages. I want to know, like, are we talking to this account? Have we engaged with this account? Do we have pipeline at this account? And is this account a customer? And then they think, okay, well, if I've got that, then maybe I've got everything I need because I know we've got, you know, 100 tier one accounts, 5,000 tier three, and a few, you know, a couple, 1,000 tier two. These are all my target accounts. This is all of the accounts I want to go after. All I care about is like, where are they in the buying process? But the issue is the benefits of a person funnel is that it helps you understand where all those individuals in that account in the buying process. And all those individuals can be in different stages. And all those individuals have need to be going through certain stages of your process, like your marketing and your sales process. So like the marketing sales handoff, the sales process between handoff to opportunity creation, and then the opportunity stages. So when you're only caring about the account funnel, a lot of that process that you're trying to implement for moving people towards becoming customers gets lost, and then you lose all of the benefits throughout having measurement and accountability there. So a lot we can dive into here, um, but that's, that's really kind of the high level what we're seeing. Fantastic. And being able to track those individuals is so important. Um, I also find that a lot of the way that we track our funnel is enforcing good business process and making sure that we are able to track where each person is and the SDR and the sales team. They know how to approach those people. Chrissy, where are you finding like the biggest benefit of being able to still track that person level funnel? I think we kind of alluded to it in a pad in a past podcast, but I think really like, but the bottlenecks for me or seeing like where people tail off in your kind of buying process. And it's kind of like what, what you're saying, like one of the benefits of the funnel is just seeing, you know, enforcing process. And part of that is being able to see where there's like tail off or um, where, you know, it, our SDR is not following up with your leads and so forth. And so in order to actually do that, you want to track that at the person level. If you're trying to do that at the account, you may be following up with one person at an account and you might see that as that account being engaged or whatnot. Um, but without having it at the person level, you can actually see things like connection rates or, you know, are people actually getting picked up by SDRs or sales? Um, and how long is that taking? Like the velocity I think is really important. And as we know, it's like a differentiator uh, against your competitors. Like how fast can you reach out to your inbound needs? Um, and so without, you know, tracking that on the individual, you'll lose out on that. And then I think for inbound leads in, in particular, a lot of the times you don't have people from your accounts are coming in through your funnel. Like we, as much as you do ABM, you're always going to have people that maybe are outside of your target accounts or accounts that you're tracking that are coming in inbound. And you want to make sure that those people are also being followed up with and without tracking at the person level, you're just going to miss out on that. Yeah. It's all the granularity that you can get seeing how you know sales and marketing are working the people and if they're working them properly based on the business process that you're trying to institute right so like even for an outbound play which is generally associated for, with abm because you're only going to you know spend that time hopefully to go outbound on target accounts if you see an account that's maybe at say 
you know, a stage of meeting, say, or like you are, you've had some kind of engagement with that account, that, and that's all you're seeing, you're missing all of the activities that are happening more on the ground level to say, okay, how are sales trying to engage with all of the target people at this account? What is the conversion rate between like going outbound and actually converting them into meetings, mm-hmm. connecting with them, turning them into pipeline? Like you're missing all of that ability to optimize the sales process because you're not measuring it. And we see it time and time again, when you just get too focused on the ABM side, you lose the measurement around the person side and you just lack a lot of ability to be able to optimize that process. There ends up being a ton of inefficiencies, like you mentioned, misleads, slow follow-up time, like all of these business processes that we're trying to optimize to have an efficient revenue revenue generating machine get lost because you're just looking high level at where their account is. And that's Generally, the, where the account is in the in in your in your funnel, is kind of like where the furthest progressed person is in your funnel anyway. So mm-hmm. then, that's fine. But then there's other people maybe who haven't progressed that far that you're still trying to engage with. You want to know like what's happening there, so you need to have some measurement to be able to track that. And it is really interesting when when you take only the account level stages and you say, okay, I have an opportunity. Does that mean that marketing stops? You know, people go cold, people leave organizations, people get promoted or move across the organization. So if all of a sudden that account is sitting in an opportunity and let's say that that opportunity is open for eight months, there's a lot of change that happens in an organization within eight months and you lose any ability to build out that buying team, find other buying teams all of the pieces that we talked about. So I want to just double click a little bit into that, like finding other buying teams, because that's where my big concern lies, is you get into a larger organization. It doesn't have to be an enterprise level organization. It could be a smaller team, depending on what you're selling, where you could have three or four different buying teams within that one organization. And we know how the data works. There's no like perfect data source out there to tell us this buying team is with this subsidiary and reports to this person as much as we would love the love the tools to be able to tell us that I want to have as much flexibility in my first party data as possible. And so I always recommend, you know, it's okay to track an account funnel. I think that's fantastic. But it's an it's in addition to the contact level funnel that we tend to prioritize. Yeah. I like that you mentioned that being realistic around what you can do with data. I think a lot of times I've sat in keynotes and people are like, well, you can't just figure out the buying team. I'm like, yes, you can, but that requires a lot of work. And also you're doing your best guess or you're, you're already like basically need to be in pipeline with that company to really figure out your buying team. And so, but I think it comes to also the amount of like, process that it can take and doing to figure out a buying team or engage with the whole buying team that might come through is more is beyond just having an account funnel like there's just a lot of all like architectural things you need to think about because in the way that systems work a lot of the time these people are coming in as leads and you want to match them to accounts and um, you want to ensure that maybe one person is following up on those people. And yes, that that's a benefit of being account-based and having that focus. 
But having an account funnel alone doesn't solve all those problems. You still need to do those things in order to even make an account funnel like possible anyway. So I think a lot of the times the intention around like, oh, let's just have an account funnel is thinking that a lot of those things would be solved, but it's not. And also it's not a perfect science. You need to really make sure like you have your, you know, the way that you're tracking accounts, like really nailed down for some companies that might mean just like one account for others, it might be multiple. And that can be, you know, kind of tricky to do. So you're always going to come up against those things that you need to do to operationalize some of this. Um, But still having that lead level, you know, contact level, person level is what we call it, but um, life cycle is still necessary. Because I think also, I mentioned about having like your accounts, I think, then I've seen organizations where they're like, okay, well, yeah, we need to account for inbound leads that come through. So let's just create all the accounts, any account for for these companies that are engaging with us because we need to associate them to an account. And in my opinion, like that's just creating a lot of mess. It's creating a lot of accounts. A lot of the times too, it's not perfect. They might have a personal domain and then you're you're putting it under this like random catch-all account and it's it's just not great. So I think that the for, for all the reasons for lead process that we talked about is great, but I think it's just understanding that your an account funnel could be useful, but you're still gonna for some of the pain points you're having, you'd still benefit from a person level life cycle. It's it's not the like magic thing to do. If anything, it's way harder. <laughs> well let's be real. Let's be real. Every account or every company has pretty crappy account data, right? right? It's hard. There's like account hierarchies. There's how you do lead to account matching. There's just like getting the data integrated in, in your data from your data tools and enriched to have mm-hmm. the right kind of information to be able to understand like the firmographic information on your accounts. Um, there's always duplicate accounts. Like accounts, companies by definition are like quite complicated when it comes to like subsidiaries. Right. Uh, Zander mentioned buying teams. Location. You know, like if you're if you're able, like geographical location, like do you create geo accounts? Do you create buying team accounts? Do you create? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you'll create the subsidiaries, but then do you have the uh, the hierarchy? Everyone has got a messy account database. So if if you went to Zander's point, if you're trying to um, make sure that you can actually have the amount of kind of individualized sales processes happening at once where, you know, maybe you have like one account, but actually you could sell to five different business units or like five different teams or, um, you know, so on and so on, but you've actually just got one account in Salesforce. You're going to kind of end up just thinking that's only one potential deal in that account. And then you're going to see where they are. And all of those people under the account are going to be in like, pipeline stage so we're gonna be okay they're good we don't need to try and get them into a meeting to try and get the other people at that account into pipeline but you could have five deals sitting there because you know the seven thousand contacts that you have under that one account are all just in pipeline stage but there could just be so much more opportunity there if you knew okay well some of these people are actually not part of that buying team they're not in pipeline stage we're going to try and market to them get them through your sales process get those people through the funnel 
And the only way you're going to get those people through the funnel is by measuring and optimizing your, your person funnel process. So I think it's so important to have, have both for like all the reasons we're saying and to make sure that you're just not limiting yourself from just because your account data isn't, isn't, isn't exactly where you need it to be. One of the scenarios that I ran into that I'm curious to get your opinions on is um, I, I'm working with a client who they have, you know, they have an outbound BDR process and the BDRs are prospecting into this account and they may get a demo request that comes in from Chili Piper that creates an opportunity in their current state. They are using where the account stages overwrite all of the contacts so that way they can build out their outreach sequences to understand where the account is at. Um, how do you see the value of the account level data within the contacts when you start to think about like optimizing your processes? I think one of the things that you're mentioning, I think is, especially if you have an outbound or any type of ABM motion, I think being able to tie those people to the account is is great. This is a separate thing, right? Like tying someone to an account and being able for them to inherit that account data and know what's going on is still a little bit different than needing to track an account lifecycle or a person lifecycle. I will say though, assuming and making big assumptions, just being a contact under an account and assigning a stage to them is is tricky. I used to in the past, like think really singularly that way, but that's because I've, I had always worked for companies that sold to one, you know, it was kind of SMB or it was security software. So they only had like one deal going at one time. It was only like one motion. And so I was like, okay, most of the people, if there's an opportunity that gets created underneath this account, they're all opportunity. Let's treat them all the same. Um, but it's not always like that. It's a bit more complicated. Um, but I'll say as far as like, inheriting data from the account and being able to get that full picture for a sales team to see, you know, who are all the people that we have in the database, where they engage, like how are they engaged and stuff like that is useful. And that's where I feel like a person lifecycle is still useful because you could have an object, like say it's lean data and it's showing you your match leads and, and the as well as the contacts on that account. You don't even have to create them as contacts, but then being able to see within that view, okay, what's their status? Like what, like what state lifecycle stage are they in? And then you can actually action those people correctly, or you can build better, um, you know, views for sales. So there's benefits. To, and then there's just so much things that we have at our disposal to like still even action a lead, like they're tied to an account without it being a contact that I feel like it's more figuring out like what you're saying is what's the true buying stage of this person? Are they attached to an opportunity? Okay. Then change their stage. Like really focusing on the sales process for how you identify that is better than making big assumptions and also then just trying to use that account life cycle. Still the person level is beneficial because you're, you're basically telling just sales and marketing, how do I action this individual? Because as much as we're selling to accounts, we're selling to people. And so you yeah. need to make sure. Yeah. That Try whatever... emailing info at companyname.com and see what happens, right? You can't just like contact yeah. a company and get a response. Maybe when AI takes over, you there's an AI that can represent the company, but like you're still going to be engaging with people. 
Yeah. And I, I think people notice like when they're being marketed to, like sometimes I think in the past I've been like, oh yeah, well you're, you know, your company's been looking at X, Y, Z or, and I'm like, really? I mean, I haven't. So, uh, <laughs> maybe again, it's good that you're reaching out, but it's like, they assume then like, you know, I'm like active and close to an opportunity. I want to have a meeting. I'm like, no, I'm probably exactly what your life cycle would be telling you is like, I'm unengaged and like, just make me engaged. I get that, but don't then assume I am just because I work for that company. There's a couple of things that I feel like if you just go to the ABM funnel, like it's so obvious that when you realize that you'd be missing it, but I think a lot of, I see, I just don't see people like talking about it. Um, it, well, one of them is persona information. So like one mm. of the things that's useful about a person funnel is you can look back and see, okay, what are the conversion rates through the funnel mm -hmm. for my different personas? Like the job titles, you know, all of the information that you have on the person. Yeah, You can't do that if you just have an account funnel. All you can go by is the firmographic information. So when you're trying to understand and optimize, you know, your ICP and who you're targeting, yeah, your account funnel. Yeah, if you see the certain types of accounts go through the funnel faster than others and convert higher, and that's a good signal. And you can look at the firmographic information of that account. But you, there's also a dimension of the actual people that you're engaging with, and what are their titles? You know, are there is there certain titles that engage better? And you just completely don't have that data when it when you only look at an account funnel. The second thing is campaign information, like. There's so many different campaigns that you're running to different people at accounts, right? And you should be probably segmenting by maybe their title or different things based on person information. If you roll all of that just up to an account level, it's going to be really difficult for you to be able to see like what is the relationship between certain campaigns and channels at, at progressing you know, towards pipeline, the person and the account. Because the people are the ones engaging with the content. The people are the ones that are doing the engagement, engaging with your campaigns, not the account. So like, if you just look at all of these campaigns and just look at the, it's going to be such a kind of a difficult story to tell. But if you look at the actual, what the individual is doing, be able to see kind of like, is that helping that individual um, convert through the, the pipeline like faster and at higher rates, then you're getting a kind of a better a way to optimize your campaigns to those specific people. So I think it there's just some, some clear gaps that I think you find when you just go to the pure account model. And I'm not, you know, saying the account tracking is bad, like the account funnel is bad. I think you need both if you're doing ABM. But you know, it's definitely not a let's just move over to the ABM side for for all the reasons we talked about, but especially around like how to optimize based on looking at patterns in your data. All right. I have a question for you, Charlie. What happens if I have an organization that's just they're hell bent on only tracking an account funnel? Do you have any recommendations on how I as the practitioner or as a RevOps leader can help to influence prioritizing a person level funnel? I think that what usually changes people's opinions is like data and storytelling than just like trying to theoretically you know explain the benefits of a of an account funnel and a lead funnel i think the the theory behind it like some of the stuff we talked about today is useful but what's really going to change people's opinions is showing them what they're missing like actual practical examples so one one actual example of this that happened to us um with one of our clients who was hell-bent on just their account funnel 
didn't have any person tracking going on um, was we started collecting examples where you would see someone came in through inbound demo request, perfect ICP. In this case, it was a CRO. It was like exactly who they wanted to target, demo request, no one followed up. So we started collecting these examples of like, people are trying to engage and buy your product, but because you don't have the accountability, you don't have the tracking, you don't have the measurement, you don't have the operational rigor around how to hand off and how to follow up because you haven't thought about it at a person level, you've only thought about everything from an account level, and they were very like account outbound focused. It was like, or like, okay, six cent signal, go target this account kind of focus. They were just missing all of these people who literally, I mean, maybe this is overstating it, but kind of had their checkbook out, pen ready, ready to go. And it's like, ah, I'm too, I'm account focused. Like, don't kind of, don't try and buy my products. Like, I'm going to go outbound your colleagues, you know, <laughs> because and just like wait all this time. So if you can get those examples, um, collect them, tell that story. And whenever we've done this, it's worked to really convince people that you're leaving stuff on the table. And and also the funnel isn't, you know, to be clear, the funnel isn't only for inbound, right? It's also for outbound. So you'll be able to track the effectiveness of that. But in, in these clear examples where you really can show them like the specific impact of the decision to go to an account funnel, that's where I feel like you can you can really get some change done. Fantastic. Thank you both. Chrissy, any closing thoughts? Um, I think my last, my just last thing is if you're on the fence, I will say that building out a person lifecycle will actually make building out an account lifecycle a lot easier. Uh, you can actually do a lot of stuff where if you are lead scoring, you know, all your leads and contacts out of that account, or if you're putting them in certain stages, it can then make setting your rules for how you maybe want to flag or put a stage on your accounts so much easier. Um, so I suggest doing your person level first and then think about doing an account level uh, stage based on maybe some of some of that data that you can get off, off your person. So it's not a, you know, don't do it. It's a do this one first and then the other one second. And I think you'll have a better result. Excellent. Excellent. All comes down to priorities. We find the biggest lift when it comes to prioritizing the person first, for sure. Well, thank you both for joining today's episode. And thank you for listening to the Revenue Growth Architects podcast presented by CS2. Do you have a RevOps problem that we could help to architect a solution for? Email us at rga at cs2marketing.com and we may pick your problem to solve on a future episode. Thank you and have a great day.